Welcome to the EU Smart Tourism Podcast. I'm Misa from the European Commission, and today we're unpacking the skills that you need to do tourism the smart way. Smart gets you further. Our industry is as varied as the people in it, and this calls for a large spectrum of skills. Digital literacy, standout customer service, cultural insights, sustainability, and the ability to adapt swiftly to any kind of situation. These skills are not just nice to have, they're essential. And the landscape's always changing too, and smart destinations are in a tight race for talent. So we're taking a look at some of the most important skills for our industry today and in the future. And we'll also look at why attracting the right folks can be tricky and discuss some smart strategies to tackle these issues. We'll break down the skills landscape, sharing insights on professional growth and see how to stay not just relevant, but indispensable as the industry goes through all these exciting transformations. Our first guest today comes to us from one of the most celebrated island destinations in the Mediterranean, Mallorca. I'm Julieta Medina. I am a professional specialized in smart tourism in the public-private sector, especially helping companies uh, to develop technology for smart tourism or for the digitalization of their companies. The tourism industry relies on a wide range of skills and each function requires a set of knowledge and abilities that are quite unique. But there are certain skills that are commonly required. So to get us started, we've asked Julieta to break down the most prominent ones. First, tourism relies heavily on service-oriented businesses. So the first skill on the list here is the ability to provide a good customer service. Estacional customer service is crucial in the tourist sector. Professionals who excel in customer service possess strong interpersonal skills, empathy, and the ability to anticipate the meet customer needs. By providing exceptional services, tourism professionals can enhance customer satisfaction, foster positive reviews and recommendations, and build long-term relationships with customers. Next on the list is another obvious one, intercultural communication skills. Effective intercultural communication skills are vital. Professionals who can bridge language and cultural barriers create welcoming and inclusive environments for tourists. They can understand and respect different cultural norms, communicate clearly, and address the specific needs and expectations of diverse customer groups. Another key skill, which also stands as a pillar of smart tourism, is the understanding of sustainability and its application within the industry. Professionals with sustainability knowledge understand the impact of tourism of the environment, local communities, and cultural heritage. They can implement sustainable initiatives, promote responsible travel, and educate tourists on eco-friendly practices. By incorporating sustainability from professionals contribute to the preservation of destination and their long-term viability. Next up is adaptability. The tourism industry is always evolving and keeping up with it is everything. And adaptability is a very crucial skill in the ever-changing tourism industry. Professionals who can quickly adapt to new technologies, market trends, and customer demands are better equipped to drive in uh, dynamic environments. They can embrace innovation, explore new opportunities, and adjust their strategies and services to meet evolving customer expectations. So adaptability ensures that professionals remain competitive and resilient in a rapidly evolving industry. Finally, another skill we would like to highlight here is the ability to work with data. 
This is probably the most recent and the most technical skill on this list so far. For instance, uh, data analysis, statistical modeling or predictive analytics, data mining or big data are essential in today's data-driven world. By analyzing this data, professionals can understand the context, key metrics, and challenges within smart tourism and hospitality to effectively analyze and interpret the data. The immediate future technology will allow business specs to define algorithms with zero code, low code, or machine learning tools, which, which will help companies and destinations to be more competitive and innovative. This relies heavily on technology and a good foundation of digital literacy skills. It is also the most rapidly evolving field. Both of these facts present very specific challenges for the sector, but more on that later. So what can companies and destinations do to help foster these skills that we've talked about? Companies play a, a crucial role in the process of acquiring new skills and knowledge transfer. Participation in innovation projects in day-to-day -day business is the basis of the knowledge in the sector. Acquiring this squeeze is a competitive advantage for companies as they can differentiate themselves and make decisions in anticipation of change. But one needs to keep up with the changing digital landscape. So until now, companies have used manuals or videos that have become obsolete in a manner of one year. Hence, the need to identify the specific skills needed and provide structured training programs and workshops that focus on each of these skills. These programs can be delivered internally or facilitated by external experts. Training should be comprehensive, interactive, and tailored to the specific needs of the employees and their organization. Another opportunity to acquire new skills is to encourage the support, the continuous learning of employees. This can include providing access to online courses, educational resources, industry publication, or conferences related to these competencies. They can also create learning communities or internal knowledge sharing platforms to foster a culture of continuous learning. Of course, it's a really big challenge for employees. Increasing digital literacy is something that the public sector can also help support. Julieta has a playbook of suggestions on this front, which she kindly shares with us here. First, establishing programs to develop skills. To implement public policies that support and fund skill development programs focused on digital literacy, data analytics, technological innovation, and other relevant skills such as leadership and sustainability. Next, having the public and the private sector talk to each other. To foster collaboration between the public and private sectors to identify digital skill requirements and design training programs that address the needs of professionals in smart destinations. Next, incentives and grants. Provide incentive grants or tax benefits to encourage professionals and businesses in smart destinations to invest in digital skills development. This can include subsidies for training programs, funding for innovation projects, or tax credits for businesses that prioritize digital skill acquisitions. Another one is supporting technology and entrepreneurship in the field directly. Uh, to develop policies that uh, support entrepreneurs and startups in the smart tourism sector by offering access to resources, mentorship programs, and incubation centers. These initiatives can 
specifically focus on digital skills, helping professionals transform their innovative ideas into viable products and services. Improving digital infrastructure, like high-speed internet and smart city infrastructure, is also important. Digital platforms, uh, to summarize. Uh, access to reliable and efficient digital infrastructure is essential for professionals to develop and deliver digital services and products. Supporting relevant research in the field of smart tourism can, of course, play a role. To allocate funding and resources for research and development in the smart tourism sector. This can support the development of innovative digital solutions, products and services that meet the evolving needs of smart destinations. And another interesting suggestion is establishing an exchange platform for knowledge sharing. Exchange platforms, yes, why not? So these platforms can include workshops, conferences and online communities where experts can share experiences, best practices and digital skill development strategies. Finally. Establish a mechanism to monitor and see what works. It is necessary to implement mechanisms to monitor the effectiveness of the public policies in promoting digital skills uh, in smart destinations. So regularly, it is necessary to evaluate the outcomes on impact of policies to make necessary adjustments and ensure they remain aligned with the rapidly evolving digital landscape. So there we go. A big thank you to Julieta for those insightful and actionable tips. Our next guest today comes to us from the city of Gothenburg, and she's been here on the podcast before. Hi, I'm Katharina Torstensson, and I represent the DMO of the city of Gothenburg, and I am the head of sustainability and also smart tourism strategist in our DMO. To start, we ask Katarina to share with us which of the skills among those we've discussed are most prominent within a destination management organization, or DMO. First of all, I'd like to sort of add or stress the customer service uh, skill, the extreme customer service skill. We have a reputation of being a really friendly place to visit and to live in. And we still have this physical visitor center because we believe in human interaction. And then, of course, customer service is, is really key. So that is one part. And then the the city and the destination is really high ambitions on sustainability. So understanding and being able to put sustainability into action is, of course, really important to us as well. And what we see is coming up is is uh, the skills connected to the use of and handling data. But as we all know, the industry is changing and is changing quickly. And we all need to work hard just to keep up. I think that our industry is getting more and more complex. We work in a more complex environment. There are more of everything in a way. So you have to be able to adapt. There are so many uh, digital channels, for example, that you can communicate that you can't sort of rest upon how we did things yesterday. So it is more complex, no matter in what position you are, I would dare say. And there are other challenges too. In many ways, the consequences of the COVID-19 pandemic are still with us. What we also still see is the lack of labour and the lack of skilled labour. I guess that's something that was uh, the aftermath of the pandemic, that we haven't gotten all the people back within our industry. Those people that had to leave their jobs in our industry during the pandemic, uh, many of them have probably got new jobs in other sectors and won't sort of leave that job. 
to get back to another a bit insecure job in our industry. So so that is still something that we are looking at with uh, a bit of nervousness, maybe. And yet there's another layer for it. In Gothenburg, which is a hub for loads of major businesses, tourism finds it hard to compete for top talent. The competition is really fierce between uh, our sector and other sectors. We have a really strong automotive sector, for example. We are a heavy uh, research and development uh, region. So people with those skills, they choose other companies and other industries before choosing the tourism sector. So I think it, it's not the matter of we're not advanced, but we have a huge uh, challenge attracting those to the tourism sector. So what are some hands-on strategies for addressing this challenge? What approaches have proven effective? I think what we have seen uh, is that you can also compete with other values that you, you're sort of contributing to uh, overall society, that you could do good through tourism, for example, that you're, it's, it's more value-driven. Those people that are more value-driven, I think you can attract those to our industry, at least when you're working with uh, sustainability in a holistic way. I think that is one way to compete. And also you have to sort of have some sort of level on on the salary, of course, but I think those values could in in some way make us attractive if you're serious about those values, of course. For our final conversation today, we welcome a pair of guests from the University of Deusto in San Sebastian. Hello, my name is Arkenea Suel-Schorflevel. I'm a PhD in tourism. I am a professor affiliated with the University of Deusto as well as the Nebrija University. Hello to everybody. My name is Giuseppe Liberti. I'm professor in the University of Deusto. In this segment, we aim to gain an academic viewpoint on the skill sets shaping the tourism sector. We've spoken a lot about specific skill sets today, but there is a type of ability that in many ways holds the key to success in the sector. It's something that Julieta talked about earlier. It's the one skill to rule them all, if you like, adaptability. Here's Giuseppe. I keep thinking that the the key word is adaptability. The context is changing due to the technology, it's changing to the, to the big amount of data available. So there is the necessity of a, a continuous learning approach. So what we expect and what is happening is that, um, let's say, some skills that were always required in the tourism industry, like, for example, project management skills, uh, or customer relationship management skills. Of course, all these kind of, 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 of capabilities need to be adapted to the new context. Of course, we have to have the capability to understand which are the, the needs of our clients, of the tourists. But now we have a lot of data and we can use this data to really personalize the offer. So the customer care services now should be excellent. This, of course, is an opportunity for destinations to improve services and for workers to become more effective. It's important to stress that core skills and knowledge don't typically become obsolete in the process. Take, for example, language skills and intercultural skills. We know, for example, that if you want to work in the tourism industry, you should have uh, some cultural competencies, some language competencies. These days, it's very common to see applications such as uh, hey, Jen, uh, that uh, 
immediately translate uh, your speech in a different language. So it's mean, it seems like that if you are losing uh, the skill that you had uh, about uh, language is losing importance. But it's not like that in the communication uh, with uh, our clients, with our tourists. Uh, we always need to consider this cultural aspect in order to adapt to the conversation. So it's not only important to know the grammar of each language. Adaptability essentially requires us to harness data and other tech tools effectively alongside our fundamental skill sets. In general, I would say that all the skills like problem solving, negotiation skills, customer service, everything should be adapted to the new opportunities that are generated by these improved technologies that are now available and these data available that will allow us to, to make a data-driven um, decision. Another topic we regularly explore in the podcast is the collaboration between public and private sectors, as well as with academic institutions. Our Ken is here to offer some fresh insights on this subject. I do believe that collaborations between the academia, the private sector, the public administrations can profoundly impact advancing smart tourism and skills development within the European Union. There may be many ways, but initially at least, I would like to indicate three action lines. First, make sure the education system and practical market needs in terms of skills are closely aligned. The first one is the curricular development, what I would like to sort of frame under this learning by doing methods or approach so that the, the real work experience helps individuals gain hands-on knowledge and, and its skills. So in that context, uh, academic institutions can work with the private and the public sectors to design the educational programs closely aligned to the industry's needs. This may ensure in some ways, you know, that the students as well as professionals receive training in relevant, up-to-date skills. And under this initial action, I will also incorporate this workforce development by, by having this um, public-private academic uh, partnership or relationship or collaboration. We can provide the students and professionals with internships and, and practical training opportunities. So uh, that will be one of the, the main actions uh, line where this collaboration could take place. The second point is to allow industry to get feedback and insight from research in the field. I think academia is pretty good on providing tools for evaluation and continuous feedback. And then it could be established through this collaboration, deep relationship and action line to ensure that the smart destinations, those new landscapes, are uh, responsive to the, the changing conditions. Thirdly, knowledge and data sharing. Collaboration can facilitate sharing data and insights related to tourism trends, customer behavior, and sustainability. I'm very much aware that there are some already framework or, or projects ongoing like uh, in the European realms that I think um, it's very, very important to provide those type of uh, platforms for this type of uh, collaboration also regarding data sharing. And in that way, public administrations can, can play a role in creating data sharing frameworks while academia and the private sector analyze this data to make informed decisions. And finally, one more idea from Arkene. Collaborating and creating a European standard for quality assurance in the field, which could help certify certain skills. I do believe that uh, this collaboration also could be take place to establish certain standards and quality assurance measures in the smart tourism. 
I think we're pretty much needed of that. Uh, in Spain, there is a, a network already established, and Segitur has identified cert certain standards and is, is working on certification of quality assurance measurements, similar to the ISO quality assurance uh, certificates. But I think this collaboration also put a really important place concerning standards and quality assurance so that tourists receive consistent and high-quality experiences and services alone in any of the European smart destinations. And that's it for today. Thanks again to all our guests and to you for listening. See you in the next episode. Smart gets you further.